Today is the 10th day of February. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I'm Brian. It's wonderful to be here with you as we move into this work week. We'll also be moving through the center of the month in this week, and there'll be some international travel going on before this week is out. And so uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But let's gather, let's do what we've come here to do and allow God's Word to speak into our lives today. We're reading from the New Living Translation this week. We're in the book of Exodus. And, uh, you know, there's all this flurry of activity that's been going on since the beginning of the year. And the children of Israel have found themselves now in the desert, in the wilderness, at the mountain of God, at Mount Sinai, and God's giving instructions, forming and shaping the culture of his people. So uh, we'll continue that journey. Exodus chapter 30, verse 11 through 31, verse 18 today. Then the Lord said to Moses, Whenever you take a census of the people of Israel, each man who is counted must pay a ransom for himself to the Lord. Then no plague will strike the people as you count them. Each person who is counted must give a small piece of silver as a sacred offering to the Lord. This payment is half a shekel, based on the sanctuary shekel, which equals 20 geras. All who have reached their twentieth birthday must give this sacred offering to the Lord. When this offering is given to the Lord to purify your lives, making you right with Him, the rich must not give more than the specified amount, and the poor must not give less. Receive this ransom money from the Israelites and use it for the care of the tabernacle. It will bring the Israelites to the Lord's attention and it will purify your lives. Then the Lord said to Moses, Make a bronze wash basin with a bronze stand. Place it between the tabernacle and the altar and fill it with water. Aaron and his sons will wash their hands and feet there. They must wash with water whenever they go into the tabernacle to appear before the Lord, and when they approach the altar to burn up their special gifts to the Lord, or they will die. They must always wash their hands and feet, or they will die. This is a permanent law for Aaron and his descendants, to be observed from generation to generation. Then the Lord said to Moses, Collect choice spices, twelve and a half pounds of pure myrrh, six and a quarter pounds of fragrant cinnamon, six and a quarter pounds of fragrant calamus, and twelve and a half pounds of cassia, as measured by the weight of the sanctuary shekel. Also get one gallon of olive oil. Like a skilled incense maker, blend these ingredients to make a holy anointing oil. Use this sacred oil to anoint the tabernacle the Ark of the Covenant, the table and all its utensils, the lampstand and all its accessories, the incense altar, the altar of burnt offering and all its utensils, and the wash basin with its stand. 
consecrate them to make them absolutely holy. After this, whatever touches them will also become holy. Anoint Aaron and his sons also, consecrating them to serve me as priests, and say to the people of Israel, This holy anointing oil is reserved for me from generation to generation. It must never be used to anoint anyone else, and you must never make any blend like it for yourselves. It is holy, and you must treat it as holy. Anyone who makes a blend like it or anoints someone other than a priest will be cut off from the community. Then the Lord said to Moses, Gather fragrant spices, resin droplets, mollusk shell, and galbanum, and mix these fragrant spices with pure frankincense, weighed out in equal amounts. Using the usual techniques of the incense maker, Blend the spices together and sprinkle them with salt to produce a pure and holy incense. Grind some of the mixture into a very fine powder and put it in front of the Ark of the Covenant, where I will meet with you in the tabernacle. You must treat this incense as most holy. Never use this formula to make this incense for yourselves. It is reserved for the Lord, and you must treat it as holy. Anyone who makes incense like this for personal use will be cut off from the community. Then the Lord said to Moses, Look, I have specifically chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, grandson of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. I have filled him with the Spirit of God, giving him great wisdom, ability, and expertise in all kinds of crafts. He is a master craftsman, expert in working with gold, silver, and bronze. He is skilled in engraving and mounting gemstones and in carving wood. He is a master at every craft. And I have personally appointed Aholiab, son of Ahissamach, of the tribe of Dan, to be his assistant. Moreover, I have given special skill to all the gifted craftsmen, so they can make all the things I have commanded you to make. The tabernacle, the Ark of the Covenant, the Ark's cover, the Place of Atonement, all the furnishings of the tabernacle, the table and its utensils, the pure gold lampstand with all its accessories, the incense altar, the altar of burnt offering with all its utensils, the wash basin with its stand, the beautifully stitched garments, the sacred garments for Aaron the priest, and the garments for his sons to wear as they minister as priests, the anointing oil, the fragrant incense for the holy place. The craftsmen must make everything as I have commanded you. The Lord then gave these instructions to Moses. Tell the people of Israel, be careful to keep my Sabbath day, for the Sabbath is a sign of the covenant between me and you from generation to generation. It is given so you may know that I am the Lord who makes you holy. You must keep the Sabbath day, for it is a holy day for you. Anyone who desecrates it must be put to death. Anyone who works on that day will be cut off from the community. 
you have six days each week for your ordinary work. But the seventh day must be a Sabbath day of complete rest, a holy day dedicated to the Lord. Anyone who works on the Sabbath must be put to death. The people of Israel must keep the Sabbath day by observing it from generation to generation. This is a covenant obligation for all time. It is a permanent sign of my covenant with the people of Israel. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, but on the seventh day he stopped working and was refreshed. When the Lord finished speaking with Moses on Mount Sinai, he gave him the two stone tablets inscribed with the terms of the covenant, written by the finger of God. Matthew 26, 47 through 68. And even as Jesus said this, Judas, one of the twelve disciples, arrived with a crowd of men armed with swords and clubs. They had been sent by the leading priests and elders of the people. The traitor, Judas, had given them a prearranged signal. You will know which one to arrest when I greet him with a kiss. So Judas came straight to Jesus. Greetings, Rabbi, he exclaimed and gave him the kiss. Jesus said, My friend, go ahead and do what you have come for. Then the others grabbed Jesus and arrested him. But one of the men with Jesus pulled out his sword and struck the high priest's slave, slashing off his ear. Put away your sword, Jesus told him. Those who use the sword will die by the sword. Don't you realize that I could ask my father for thousands of angels to protect us and he would send them instantly? But if I did, how would the scriptures be fulfilled that describe what must happen now? And Jesus said to the crowd, Am I some dangerous revolutionary that you come with swords and clubs to arrest me? Why didn't you arrest me in the temple? I was there teaching every day. But this was all happening to fulfill the words of the prophets, as recorded in the scriptures. At that point, all the disciples deserted him and fled. Then the people who had arrested Jesus led him to the home of Caiaphas, the high priest, where the teachers of religious law and the elders had gathered. Meanwhile, Peter followed him at a distance and came to the high priest's courtyard. He went in and sat with the guards and waited to see how it would all end. Inside, the leading priests and the entire high council were trying to find witnesses who would lie about Jesus so they could put him to death. But even though they found many who agreed to give false witness, they could not use anyone's testimony. Finally, two men came forward who declared, This man said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and rebuild it in three days. And the high priest stood up and said to Jesus, Well, aren't you going to answer these charges? What do you have to say for yourself? But Jesus remained silent. Then the high priest said to him, I demand in the name of the living God, tell us 
if you are the Messiah, the Son of God? Jesus replied, You have said it. And in the future, you will see the Son of Man seated in the place of power at God's right hand and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothing to show his horror and said, Blasphemy! Why do we need other witnesses? You have all heard his blasphemy. What is your verdict? Guilty, they shouted. He deserves to die. Then they began to spit in Jesus' face and beat him with their fists. And some slapped him, jeering, Prophesy to us, you Messiah. Who hit you that time? Psalm 32 A Psalm of David Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sin is put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of guilt, whose lives are lived in complete honesty. When I refused to confess my sin, my body wasted away, and I groaned all day long. Day and night your hand of discipline was heavy on me. My strength evaporated like water in the summer heat. Finally, I confessed all my sins to you and stopped trying to hide my guilt. I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord. And you forgave me. All my guilt is gone. Therefore, let all the godly pray to you while there is still time, that they may not drown in the floodwaters of judgment. For you are my hiding place. You protect me from trouble. You surround me with songs of victory. The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. Do not be like a senseless horse or mule that needs a bit and bridle to keep it under control. Many sorrows come to the wicked, but unfailing love surrounds those who trust the Lord. So rejoice in the Lord and be glad, all you who obey Him. Shout for joy, all you whose hearts are pure. Proverbs 8, 27-32 I was there when he established the heavens, when he drew the horizon on the oceans. I was there when he set the clouds above, when he established springs deep in the earth. I was there when he set the limits of the seas, so they would not spread beyond their boundaries. And when he marked off the earth's foundations, I was the architect at his side. I was his constant delight, rejoicing always in his presence. And how happy I was with the world he created. How I rejoiced with the human family. 
And so, my children, listen to me, for all who follow my ways are joyful. All right, so has anybody been bored with the reading that we're doing in the Old Testament over the, over the weekend, over the last few days? All these instructions use this kind of clasps, make it this long, use this kind of basin, make this kind of thing with gold molding. It's easy enough on a couple of levels to just get lost and kind of check out. I assure you it won't be for long. But let's consider a couple of things. Number one, the drama of the scene that is happening. There's a, over a million people surrounding a mountain out in the Sinai Peninsula. Deep, deep desert, complete wasteland. Fire and a thick smoke has come down on the mountain. And uh, lightning, and people have heard the voice of God, and it's freaked everybody out. And now Moses is at the top of the mountain receiving these instructions from God. And so we spent the last few days re receiving these instructions from God. What he wants done when Moses goes down the mountain and begins to form the infrastructure of a complete culture. So what has happened for us is that we've moved from a narrative story into an instruction manual. So like, you know, raise your hand if you're like, you come home from a long day at work, you're settling in on the couch, you've decided not to watch TV or anything tonight, you're just going to have some quiet time and you're going to read. And so you go, go scouring through your house trying to find as many um, instruction manuals as you can find. Right? You're like, I really should, I really probably should know how the hot water heater works in its entirety. I, I really should know this HVA system better and here's the manual. Or probably even better yet, it's Christmas time and you have children and you have boxes full of presents of things that have to be put together. Do you just revel in that instruction manual? Probably not. Uh, probably more than uh, half of us don't even read that manual, right? We just dig in and see what we can figure out. But invariably, we probably have to consult the manual because we put it together backwards. God is telling Moses how he wants things to be put together. And once he does, we'll get back to the story, which is right in front of us. In the book of Matthew, Jesus has been arrested and... Uh, it, he's being questioned by the high priest. Pretty weird when you think about it. The high priest of God questioning the Most High God. In the end, the people decide to convict Jesus of blasphemy. So uh, basically that means that they, they viewed what Jesus said, specifically that in the future they would see the Son of Man seated in the place of power at God's right hand and coming on the clouds of heaven. They considered that to be utter contempt for the glory and holiness of God, that he was profaning God, which was a capital offense for them, which is what they were looking for, exactly what they were after, some way to get rid of Jesus. And so we'll continue this story, and I imagine that most everyone knows where this story is going, but 
We only have so many times to come this way in a year. And it's one of the most important stories we could ever know. And so let's be sure to revere it, to give it reverence, because it deserves it in our lives as we go through the day, contemplating what it took to give us the life we have. Then we move into the book of Proverbs and Lady Wisdom. The voice, the feminine voice of wisdom is coming out of the Bible and speaking to us. And today she said some very profound, like very profound things about herself. She says that she was there when God established the heavens and when he drew the horizon on the oceans. And she was there when he set the clouds above and when he established the springs, the waters of the earth. And she was there when he limited the seas so they wouldn't spread up onto the land. And when he marked off the foundations of the earth, she, wisdom, was the architect at his side. She was, according to the Bible, his constant delight, rejoicing always in his presence. And how happy she was, how happy wisdom was when the world was created, how she rejoiced with the human family. And so she pleads, listen to me. All who follow my ways are joyful. So I don't know if you're catching what Proverbs is, has been telling us since the beginning of the year, but she has been telling us that she is available to us and that she was there with God from the very beginning, even before humanity was created. So wisdom is flowing through creation and is more ancient than human beings. So we have to wonder why we cross through most of the crossroads of our lives, ignoring that she's there at the crossroads, waiting to tell us which way to go. Like, we have to wonder why we ignore wisdom as much as we do. When it was through wisdom that everything we have experience of has been created. Wisdom may be the greatest gift of God for understanding our lives, and yet the greatest gift that we just walk past constantly. So yeah, we should be paying attention here. Wisdom is something we need to acquire, and that will be a process. But she's telling us that if we look for her, we'll find her. So if we're looking for wisdom in our next choice, we can find it. Let's find it. And so, Father, we invite you into that. Again, we're asking for wisdom. Help us to tune our ears, to have ears to hear her call at the crossroads, at the junctions of our lives. Forgive us for our foolishness and the ways that we have cultivated a relationship with the ways of foolishness. Help us to follow the path of wisdom, we pray in Jesus' name.
Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is home base. It's the website. It's where you find out what's going on around here. This is going to be a travel week. Later this week, we'll be uh, heading out and um, moving our way toward Israel, where we will do the Daily Audio Bible pilgrimage for, two, two thousand, <laughs> for 2020. And a great sense of anticipation. A great deal of planning and preparation and prayer has already gone into this and uh, looking forward to it very much but definitely inviting the community to begin to pray over all that's going to happen and we're going to pray over this the whole time that we're gone but thank you for your prayers and even as we're preparing to go and even as like a, a couple of busloads of people who are in this community from all over the world are going to join together and we're going to become one big happy family when we meet in Ashdod uh, on, the, on the banks of the Mediterranean Sea in just a few days. Uh, we won't be going alone. We don't go anywhere alone in the Daily Audio Bible. We're never alone. We're in this together. And so as real as that pilgrimage will be, uh, everyone, everyone can come along. Everyone is coming along. And uh, so we'll be broadcasting from there and talking about what we're doing each day and posting all kinds of pictures and videos on our uh, Facebook and Instagram accounts. So it becomes quite the virtual tour where we're visiting places that we're reading about and standing in places that we've visited in the scriptures and everyone gets to come along and then we get about halfway through the, tri through the trip, which will be a, a week from this Saturday. Uh, we'll be broadcasting live once we get uh, to the Galilee. And so you can tune in, ask questions, uh, just be a part and just kind of hear different stories that are happening on this trip. It's, it's a fantastic time. So I'll keep you posted about that. Uh, if you want to come, if you want to come next year, on the pilgrimage for 2021. Uh, we have decided we'll be going back in 2021 and registration for that pilgrimage is now open at dailyaudiobible.com in the initiatives section. Just look for Israel 2021 and you can get all of the details that you would need uh, for making that decision and hope to see you one day in the land of the Bible. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, you can do that at the website, dailyaudiobible.com as well. There's a link that's right on the homepage. If you're using the Daily Audio Bible app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or if you prefer, the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement, you can hit the hotline button in the app, the little red button at the top, or you can dial 877-942-4253. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here. Tomorrow. 
Good morning, Daily Audio Bible family. This is Steve from Mississippi, and today is February 4th of 2020. And I just, this message is for Anonymous. Anonymous called and said she's in an abusive relation, uh, abusive relationship. Anonymous, I am praying for you. You need to get out of there, Anonymous. You don't, you or nobody else deserve to be in those kind of relationships. I grew up and watched my mama go through it, and I promised that my kids would never see me go through it, and I wasn't going to go through it, and I thank God I have never been through it, and I'm not going to go through it. There's people out there that can help you, Anonymous. I just pray that you get the help that you need. Please get out of that situation. You can do it. I know you can. Walk. You may love them, but you don't deserve this. Walk away from them. And I thank you. Thank you so much, Daily Audio Bible. Thank you, Brian and Gia, for all that you do. Everybody have a wonderful day. This is Steve from Mississippi. Thank you. Hi, Daily Audio Bible listeners. This is Brent from California. And I'm calling in to pray for Daniel Johnson Jr. of Cincinnati, Ohio. I heard that you had congestive heart failure. And in the name of Jesus, I'd like to speak healing into your body and into your heart. May Jesus renew your heart and heal you. May you be in perfect health, just as Jesus healed others when he was on earth. In addition, I pray that you will find a better job than you had before, regardless of all the things the enemy may be saying to you. We speak in Jesus' name that you will find the job of your life and be joyful in it and prosperous and healthy. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Um, Hi, my name is um, Kyra. I'm calling from the UK. I'm using a pseudonym. Um, I'm a new listener to the DAB and I started kind of early this year. Um, I'm just calling in because at this point I'm not really sure where else to reach out. I've heard other people calling and it seems to have really improved things for them and and um, help God kind of touch their lives and I'm really in need of some kind of divine healing. Um, there's so many things that are happening right now. Um, you know, with, especially with work and employment, I just kind of lost out on a job that I really, really needed at this time. And it's kind of like, I just feel like I can't catch a break. I don't know where God wants me to go. I don't know what he wants me to do next. I just am at a loss for where he wants me to go, especially with, you know, my family right now, really broken. Um, my self-esteem is in a similar kind of space. I'm, I'm concerned about a lot of different parts of my life and I just don't really know how I'm going to get any healing. And I'm trying to stay faithful and that's kind of why I'm calling today and it's my first time. I just kind of, I'm just praying for, for healing, praying for breakthroughs, praying for divine intervention in my life, for something good to happen. And I just pray that... Um, that, that maybe someone out there listening can 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 pray for me and, and pray for my family and, and the brokenness that's there in so many in medical and, and physical and and relationship wise. So um, thank you, um, thank you for listening. Good morning, DAB family. This is Healing Hearts from Gaithersburg, Maryland. 
I was on the train and I just heard Michael asking for prayers for his mom because she's in the hospital on a, in a basically in a coma-like state. Michael, I pray for you. I pray for your mom. I pray for your brother. I pray for every heart that your mom has touched. I pray that regardless of if God is ready for her to come home, that you and your brother will ultimately be taken care of and together. I pray that you know that regardless of what happens, that you have a family in the DAB. You have a family always and know that God is with you and he is your strength and guidance. And it's in Jesus' name I pray for you and your mom and your brother. And I pray that you get all that you need in life. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Joanne from Happy Valley, and I want to say, hi, Michael. I heard your call today, and I thank you for your update on your mom. And I know you would love to keep her with you, but I see that you also can understand that God may be ready to call her home for her eternal rest. Um, all I can say is she is completely in God's hands and so are you. I know that she has done a good job raising you. I believe that you and your brother will be fine because God is not only with your mom, but he's also with you in everything that you do. I join you in prayer that your mother will be restored. We don't know whether God intends to restore her here or to take her home and fully restore her, but do know that either way, our prayers are always with you and your family. Your mother has left a beautiful legacy in her book and also in her beloved sons. And uh, we need to give God the thanks for that. Do have a blessed day and, and do keep in touch with us and let us know how she's doing. Love you all. Bye. Hey there. This is Mike from New York City, and I'm calling to pray for uh, a brother whose mom has stage four brain cancer, and she's in the hospital again, and just praying for her deliverance, for her not to die. Um, my experience, 12 years ago, my mom had cancer, stage four, and I prayed hard. And I prayed, and I was in the hospital all the time, playing guitar, singing worship, reading her the Bible. Um, and you know what? She did pass away. Um, a hard, hard night, hardest night of my life. But afterwards, like right afterwards, within within half an hour, a couple came from uh, my church that was just being nice and coming by to help our family. And they said on the way over here that their son said he got a message from God saying that June, that's my mom's name, she is healed. And at first I just thought, what? And they sat down with me. They said they weren't sure they would tell me what... Um, tell me that because mom just died and it might sound crazy but you know God said she was healed and that was when their son texted them right after my mom died 
So, even though it's hard, man, death is a rebirth. <laughs> For us who love Jesus, who are chosen by Yahweh, death is a rebirth and a healing, a freedom from pain. So, it might suck, bro, um, if your mom dies. It will be hard. But Jesus is with you, and, and he'll take you through it. So lean on that. And um, yeah, I love you, dude. And I know how it feels, and you know what? One day we will all know how it feels. All right. Goodbye. Hi, Daily Audio Bible family. It's Laura Lee in Boynton Beach. Um, I have a prayer request. I have a friend, a co-worker, recently, um, I believe, born again. Um, five years ago, his name is Ricky. He's on his way over in about an hour. He's going to spend the day. Um, I'm cooking, encouraging people, singing, praying, watching The Chosen. Um, so I invited him over. Um, he lost his son to a murder five years ago here in Boynton Beach. His name was Ricky. Um, he recently lost his wife. Um, she died in her sleep, suddenly. And two months after that, he had a stroke. So, um, God has used all this pain to draw him to himself. We know that God uses pain for good, for his great purposes. So I just pray that the Holy Spirit fills me with a spirit of encouragement. Um, he has great musical gifts that I don't know anything about. He had a scholarship to the Chicago Music Conservatory when um, before he got married and had children. And we all know that a lot of times God has gifted us for great things and then life, unbelief, not following him leads us to a path of diversion that brings us always back to his loving arms. And I just pray that Holy Spirit fill me with the encouragement that Ricky needs today and to just spend time and have a heart of compassion, which I already do in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.